0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com, reacting to some big news on this Friday afternoon. UFC President Dana White, around 4.45 p.m. Eastern, took to social media, made a bit of a tease, said at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, They were jumping on all the social channels to make a big announcement. And rumors began to speculate. People were wondering what this could be. Was it Conor McGregor related? Would it be related to the tough rumors? We didn't know. And then the fact that Dana White was 30 minutes late, I thought he was paying homage to Conor McGregor before making a (laughs) Conor McGregor-type announcement. Turns out it had nothing to do with Conor McGregor. Dana White screaming into his lapel mic for about 15 minutes straight, Revealed a bunch of fights we already knew about. He confirmed Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso for the women's flyweight title as the co-main event for UFC 285 on March 4th. No new additions to UFC 286 in London. But a lot of questions regarding UFC 287. And the crazy thing is, we didn't even get the major answer to the question that we all wanted to know. More on that in a moment. But we found out that the main event for UFC 287 is is the rematch between new middleweight champion Alex Pereira and his longtime foe, Israel Adesanya. Co-main event for that card is the returning Jorge Mazadal. He will take on Gilbert Burns. We also found out that Kevin Holland will be taking on Santiago Ponzinibbio on that card. Adrian Yanez versus Rob Font, which we had already previously reported anyhow. A lot to digest here. There are other little bits and pieces of news that Dana announced that we will get to in a moment. But joining me in this venture is Sean Alshadi. And Sean, after what we just heard from Dana White, I don't feel like I'm talking loud enough. How are you?
1: (laughs) I I don't feel like you're red enough. Like, we got the baldness down, bald brothers, you and I. uh, We're right there with Dana on that. But yeah, I don't think we're red enough yet. Let's go scream into some pillows real quick
0: and, and, and dial it up a notch. Come on. What are we doing? Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya, the main event, April 8th. Uh, I had heard rumblings that that's where we were going here, but there are also a bunch of rumblings going around that maybe Izzy wouldn't be ready. Maybe Robert Whitaker would slide in and get a title shot again against Alex Pereira. But in the end, this is the fight to make all along, and it's happening in April. Your reaction to this big middleweight title fight?
1: Um, I mean, I found it interesting that this was the, the route that we used to, to announce a fight that I think a lot of us already knew more or less, was coming, right? Like, this is a little bit unique and particular for the UFC to do something like this. It does feel, you You mentioned at the top, um, you know, there was some whispers about Conor McGregor. It feels like maybe they pivoted last second. Uh, something changed, who knows? Uh, but Izzy is always the guy who's saying, you know, make my announcements for my, my fights. Big announcements, right? Do something special. This this felt like they actually maybe listened to him for once. Uh, and, you know, this was the fight to make, ultimately. I know we've had a lot of fun over the last week, bantering back and forth about whether, you know, Alex Pereira, Jamal Hill, could that could be fun, the Glover to share a revenge story, all of that. That all can wait like th- this is the fight that needed to be made. Isra Adesanya is the second greatest UFC middleweight champion of all time uh and was very much about to win that fight until he didn't in the 5th round uh when those two gentlemen fought last year. So this was the fight to make. It feels like this is going to be one of the biggest fights on the schedule. I, I it's everyone's in love with Alex Pereira right now. That's one of the most intimidating men I've ever come across in my entire life. Uh so this is a good one and ultimately, I mean, this looks like a stretch of Pretty killer cards and killer main events, if we're being honest, right? Like, you look at the next four uh, between Jones, Leon, uh, and Islam, and Vulcan. Now this, like, that's a pretty
0: hefty stretch of four in a row, I have to say. And then the co event, Jorge Mazadal versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns doing Gilbert Burns types th- type things. He just fought. Like, the man literally just <laughs> fought <laughs> like six days ago. And now he's got his next fight against Jorge Mazadal. Massive fight. When he called out Colby after beating Neil Magny, I thought it was a bit of a whiff because... Big miss. This whole, Big miss. Yeah, this whole build was to from Mazadal And then fight week was all about Bilal Muhammad. I thought these are the only two directions we could go here. And... It didn't didn't matter at the end of the day because Gilbert is fighting Jorge Mazadal. Is, is, this, is this a surprising matchup considering what happened after Gilbert Burns defeated Neil Magney? I thought they were gonna go the Blah Mohammed route after everything and the back and forth on social media between those two guys, but in the end, Gilbert Burns gets something he's wanted for about nine months now.
1: I mean, good for Gilbert, man, because you're right. This is a fight we've been hearing banter back and forth about. Gilbert's been calling for for, for quite some time now, really. Uh, I just didn't ever think he was actually going to get this fight, right? Like, it felt like Jorge Masvidal was maybe—he's certainly not higher ranked than Gilbert. He's not more of a contender than Gilbert in that division, but he is someone who is at least on a different level of star power, and he's lost three in a row. None of those have been very competitive fights for the most part. It felt like they were going to try to feed Jorge some sort of win or some sort of big fight with a big name. Instead, they're just throwing the wolves to Gilbert. I mean, if you lose four in a row in this division, it feels like Jorge Masvidal's star has definitely already reached the highest that it will and it is on the downslide. But if he loses a, a, a very one-sided fight to Gilbert, like I don't think a lot of us probably would predict, I don't know what you do with Masvidal at that point. You kind of used up all of his, his, his fame stock, right? Like that's kind of the end of the road for that.
0: So the big question that we have been having about this UFC 287 card is, where the hell is it going to happen, Shaheen? Like, where in God's, where on God's green earth is this fight going to happen? Because personally, I've heard many, many rumblings about hey, where this. You know could actually Here's happen. some I know. News. I'm, I know, Here's some I'm talking news. about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so we we have been. I have been reporting on a heck of a morning. Three locations, and one of them just happens to be the correct answer according to the UFC Australia Twitter page, which is the only one, by the way, of all the UFC Twitter pages that is saying this. The This is what I was told. It was either going to be Brooklyn, Miami was the other option, and then there were rumblings that maybe MSG would be in play. But according to the UFC Australia Twitter account, it is happening in Miami, which I was told earlier today was probably going to happen. Um, And I was told there could be some hurdles that may need to be jumped over, one of which is the success of the Miami Heat. If they make the playoffs, that could cause a wrinkle here, but apparently that's all been worked out. But we're going to the 305, Shaheen Shadi, Apparently, look
1: at this! Look at this! This is this is total UFC, right? Because Colby versus <laughs> Jorge should have been the fight in Miami. Like that was the fight to put in Miami. But whatever, if you're going to put Jorge in it now, that that's fine. He's going to get a hell of a pop going out there. I love that. I love that in our stupid sport, it's UFC's Australia New Zealand Twitter account <laughs> that is breaking this kind of news. Just it, this is just so typical of, of what this is. I mean that should be fun though right like I, the ufc in miami you get jorge masvidal in there uh israel and, and alex pereira that that feels like it has a florida type of vibe to it somehow too like i don't i don't mind it i will have to say the, of all the the announcements we heard today and really actually i guess it was only one or two real announcements the rest were just sort of confirmation of things we already knew it does leave you with one question, right? It leaves you with one big division that did not get mentioned, one division that is sort of still lingering out there, and that is th- 135, right? And we have been waiting to hear what's going to happen with Aljamain Sterling, what's going to happen with Henry Cejudo. Is that still the plan? Is it an interim title? What's the state of Aljamain's health? It felt like it was, it was pretty coming up pretty soon to a deadline for Aljo to try to figure out whether he's going to be able to make that or not. And we still are left with, without an answer there. And that, to me, is one of the biggest questions now we have moving forward on this schedule.
0: So it is from what I understand cuz you obviously reported that it's being targeted for April 8th and again there's been a lot of moving parts when it comes to what's going to be on the card, who's healthy, who's not healthy, where is this fight card actually going to happen because this this Miami thing has been in the works but nothing was set. Like literally nothing was set. I talked to managers earlier today and they said they still weren't told anything and I was told Miami was probably the front runner by one person with knowledge of what's going on here, who would let me know that Masvidal Burns and the Adesanya Pereira fight was likely going to headline, but again, there were wrinkles in play. I'm told that Sterling Cejudo could still happen on this card. It's still being targeted. All this is still kind of up in the air right now. But right now, with these two big fights, we don't know what's going to happen. And of course, we got the Rob fought Adrian Yates fight. Now, Kevin Holland, Santiago Ponzanibio, Gerald Mearshardt. I mean, if you want to see if you're the middleweightiest middleweight of all time, (laughs) you got to get in there and you got to get through GM3 fighting Joe Pfeiffer. Very good start to this card. And as Dana said, just going back to the Sterling Cejudo stuff, he said, We're still working on this card. I'd love to announce more, but none of the fights are done just yet. And neither was Sterling Cejudo. It was never done. This is the date they were looking at. This is the date they were targeting, and things change all the time, especially with this year, and especially with all the crazy stuff that is going on right now. So, but I'm to say, three, baby, yeah, 2023. Kev- is Kevin Holland a human mm. being? Because that handbrake <laughs> in December, Sean, a month ago, is apparently all healed, and he's gonna come back and fight in April. This is insane.
1: I love it. It's old school. It's it's true old school. I mean, we just I just got done taping like a four-hour pod uh, with Jed Mishu, E.K. Casey Layden, and, and Alexander K. Lee about Fedor Emelianenko's career. And as you go through a lot of these old school guys, the Pride guys, you, you look at the schedules. They were fighting every other month, basically. Like, Fedor beat Big Nong for the title, and he was fighting again like a month later, two months later. Kevin Hall is from that world, man. Like he's he's really one of the last guys who's out here just trying to fight every single month, every every other week. You gotta love it. You absolutely gotta love it. And I have to say, if that if that card ends up looking like what it potentially could look like, right? With Izzy, Alex at the top, uh, the big, big rematch. That's, to me, still one of the biggest fights of the year coming up. And then you got the star power of, of Masvidal versus Gilbert Burns. And then you throw in a Henry Cejudo, whether it's against the Sean O'Malley or whether it's against Aljamain Sterling, plus all the accoutrements that we just got sprinkled on top of that, of like you just said, Rafan, Adrian Yanez, and Kevin Holland, Ponzinibbio, and just all these others. You're looking at card of the year potential, my man.
0: The other name that, that stood out to me that we didn't get any additional confirmation, I looked at the UFC website as well. Uh, Ian Gary, a very exciting prospect at 170, uh, is going to be fighting March 4th at UFC 285, and we just don't know who his opponent is yet. So excited to see what he w- what he has in store for all of us. So, yeah, some big news from Dana White. was not Conor McGregor related, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned for that. But I guess what Dana laid the groundwork for is we're going to have be having a lot of yelling and screaming of fight announcements on these social media pages throughout 2023, which is just not what I want, but... Well, so let me ask, you
1: real quick, before we sign off, let me ask you, what do you think about how, how this was presented? Like, this is different for the UFC. We we often ask for different. Do you like this? Is this better than just throwing it out as a, as a one-liner in some press conference or just getting a press release sent to your inbox? Like... I know the expectations were for a different announcement, so that maybe soured this, but would you like this as a regular thing?
0: Here's what I'll say, and this is the first thing I thought of. We all can't be all things, Sean. Like, I would love to be, like, a fireman and all these other things that I've, like, always dreamed of. I would love to host The Price is Right. I can't do that You'd be a good host of The Price is Right. I I would would love to do that. And Dana White can do a lot of things well, but running his own show <laughs> and being the lone dude is not one of them. Dana is not a Dana is not the conductor of the train in broadcast, but he's a tremendous co-pilot. Like if you just feed him stuff and let him do what his thing is and just answer questions, he'd be great. Now, if you do John Anik in there with him or Laura Sanko in there with him or Megan Olevy in there with him to have a little bounce, a little back and forth, a little bouncy bounce, then it's I think it has a little more impact. But just chucking Dana out there maybe with a pivot to just yell and scream for 20 minutes. I think they're on to something. I like that they're mixing things up, but we got to add another, we got to add another talking head in there. That's what I think. What did you think of it? So just make it a duo, make it a duo and Mike Hex in then. Yes, that's what I'm thinking right now. So
1: I can get along with that. I mean, I, 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 I don't mind it. I mean, I think again, the expectations for what this was going to be, maybe soured how it was received. But if this ultimately became a regular occurrence, like it does feel, bigger we're doing a show a little quick pod here right now to react to the idea of these fights right like it does make it just feel a little bit more important than just a regular old press release or hey uh we're gonna do glover versus you know
0: here whoever i I, in january for the title just throwing stuff out there willy-nilly i agree I, i appreciate what they're trying to do um you know, we could just bid on this. When we did this for the first time, we are like, oh, how can we make this better? And I think the UFC might be able to do some stuff better. Dana needs to be there making these announcements, but someone needs to, to feed him with a little bit of energy. They just need to be halfway on the energy levels and in the microphone <laughs> levels. So you can't um, go pure red, you can't go, you can't start it red. <laughs> What's up, UFC? Safe hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean, look, great starts of the year. These next several pay-per-views are going to be absolutely on fire. I'm glad we we kicked things off with a 90-second promo for the February uh, 4th card that starts at 1 a.m. Eastern, so <laughs> get excited for that. Uh, but obviously, we're going to be going to UFC 284, which is a massive card, and then it's on to Jon jones cyril Gan, and then it's on to Edwards versus Usman, and then Gaethje versus Fiziev, which is going to be insane, and then we go to April 8th to Miami, apparently, and Ooh. we're going to get... The rematch between Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya. We're going to get the return of Jorge Gamebred Mazdal against Gilbert Burns. We might get some more added to this. So much happening right now, Shaheen. What and a run. As, what a run. More, exactly. And as more continues to pile on our plates, we will let you know what is happening in the wonderful world of mixed martial arts here at MMAfighting.com. So for Shaheen, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening to our quick reaction pod. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.